0: Right, welcome to Mouthpiece. Um, where did your love for boxing start? Where's Where's it come from?
1: My love for boxing—it's massively a family thing. Um, my old man, avid boxing fan, he used to absolutely love it. And I remember as kids, I just remember in in our little living room, he had this tattered old box had little VHS tapes. They looked old as hell, and they were all the old Tyson fights, Ali, like all the little compilations of all the heavyweights. And he used to sit us boys down when we was probably. I'd say he'd sit us down, but he'd be watching him and we'd, we'd sort of take notice when we were seven, eight years old. I've got two older brothers, so well, there's only two a two-year gap between us. So it sort of became something then, um, and I've been a massive fan since then. He took us to an amateur gym as well when I was, I think, about around 10, all three of us lads, and we'd done that. As kids do, I lost interest after a little while, but kind of picked it up later on in life when I left school. And it's just been in my life ever since then. But yeah, that's where the obsession started.
0: I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Did you spoil yeah. your brothers much in the living room? <laughs> <laughs> no, to be
1: fair, we never really fought. We were actually, we got on really well as kids. I think my older brother and my middle brother used to have a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit of a tip, but yeah. I was a little young angel child, never got in any trouble. So uh, yeah.
0: Nice. Well, now it looks like you're the boxer. You're, you're <laughs> like, you literally are. I feel like. um. I mean, look, everyone knows you from Love Island. We know you're a dashingly handsome man. Um, oh and gosh. now, you're going, you're, you want to turn pro.
1: Yeah, um, I do, yeah. The thing is with this, it's like... That's I'm a not... tough
2: thing to say. That's a tough call. That is that a is tough, tough call. call. You're, you're
1: yeah. holding me to account here. Yeah, you, you've, you've, been,
2: <laughs> you've landed it. <on. laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what? It's um, I'm not like, you know, I know you've got Jack Charles and and, and the lads, Idris and all that, who's on the show. They were pro boxers. you got got uh, Idris and Tommy were pros. Jack had a good amateur career. I've never even had an amateur belt. But from a young age, I've always kept up the training. And I started modelling when I was 16, so I got thrown into that randomly. My mum took me up to walk-ins in London when I was a kid and said, oh, my on he should be a model. So I started doing that, and then the boxing training sort of, I was training a lot for fitness, yeah. but the sparring and that sort of had to take a back seat because can't be turned out to casting with black eyes yeah. and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it kind of just was something I was doing for fitness, but I still had the love for it. I was learning. I trained at different amateur clubs. Wherever I went in New York, I was training with different coaches and stuff. So I kept it up, yeah. and it was always at the back of my mind I wanted to do something with it. And the bug was always there. So, if, funny enough, when I went on Love Island, that's when I stopped modelling. I, I came out of the show... Plenty of time on my hands, so I got straight back in the gym, trained every day. And that's why now I'm like touching 30 and 30.
2: Where's that 30. desire coming from? Just is it a dream a dream, I guess, or Yeah, is, what exactly. Is
1: it? It's like a bucket list thing
2: for me. Yeah. It's
1: been there and I don't think I'd forgive myself unless I'd done something with yeah. it. So I'm not under any illusion it's gonna be very tough. I'm not going in there thinking I'm gonna go and have an amazing career and do really well, but it's something that I love. I, it gets me out of bed every morning. It's personal to you. It's yeah. really personal to me. And whatever sort of career I have, I want to do it properly. Which is why I'm going down the amateur route first, yeah. um, and then I have a few pro fights, and I'll go and
0: do as well as as well as I do. Really, That's, that's out good, by the first journey. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I feel like when you're in certain amateur gyms, there's nowhere to hide. Even in those gyms, anyway, you're you're, you're sparring boys that you know will have. ABA titles to their name that will, you're, you're sparring the real things. You know, it's as close to a fight in certain gyms as it's possibly going to get. So I feel like you'll be well prepped, going especially going the amateur route. I definitely feel
1: like it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm getting a lot of praise and people saying I've got a lot of potential. I sort of always had that while I was training. I felt like I had a bit of natural ability there. um But yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to give it me all and see what happens. I'm definitely not going to go out there shouting and screaming like I want to be the next big thing. But yeah, it's just something that, that I love and I'm going to do. Yeah. Is
2: that where the comf- confidence comes from, then, just being in the gym and being around other amateurs and seeing that you can handle yourself? And is that where that gives you... You know, you say you've not had an amateur career. Is that is that where that's coming from?
1: Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't just jump into this if I was sort of getting knocked around left, right and centre. I mean, yeah. Especially at my age, mate. I don't want to get in there and get beaten up by 17-year-olds. and stuff. Yeah. could still happen, yeah. but we'll see. But no, um, yeah, I've definitely got a bit of confidence from it. And like I say, it's not it's not like I'm just starting now. Although I haven't, you know, haven't sparred through those years, I've definitely I've definitely brushed up on my technique. I've had it in my head. I find with sparring, it's something that's nervous energy that you have that makes you underperform. And although I've trained for that long, I've got the skill set there. Nervous energy, once I'd gotten rid of that and I could translate the skills I've always sort of had through the years into the ring, I kind of got a real head start in that sense
2: so I listened to something you said actually on um when you were telling us about some charity work you're doing you talked about how important it is to be calm in the moment and how how boxing can teach that and how you can apply that in sort of all forms of life but it sounds there that's perhaps what you struggled with at the start was was calming the brain in that sort of environment is that something you, as with age you've managed to sort of develop
1: um, yeah, I think, to be honest, that 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 just there, all about how, you know, boxing does make you harness your emotions. It's something that no matter how much you train outside the ring, when you first get in the ring and spar, it you, you'll really understand what their nerves and that fear can do to something. You already know you've got the skill set there. You think, oh, I can do this. You'll get in there. You'll realise it is a different ball game. Yeah. And then the fight night is a different ball game to sparring. Mm-hmm. There's levels to it. But one thing boxing really does is it, you know, once you learn to harness them emotions use that fear and that adrenaline, use yeah. them nerves for positive, then outside of the ring, when you're in situations, either confrontational situations or situations of nerves, even when you're in your work and you've got to do a presentation to your office, the same nerves happen, the same anxiety, get that same feeling. if you can learn to use uh, to use that in a boxing gym, then you can learn to use it outside of work. So I think that's part of the addiction of boxing. Mm-hmm. Blokes, for for girls yeah. as well, but I think for men, there's yeah. a lot of uh, yeah. aggression and anger there also. Um, and yeah, the, the charity side of it, like that uh, you mentioned, when I was talking about, there's a charity called Gloves Up, Knives Down that are all about getting kids off the streets and teaching them those lessons, and then hopefully when they get into confrontational situations outside of a the gym, they won't react on it, and they'll learn to, you know, to control that side. Of it. So I think that's a huge part of boxing. And I do believe that that's why it becomes such an addictive sport for people, because it's mm. a psychological game as much as it is a physical one. Yeah. Like a battle against yourself. Or
0: oh, not- I think that's exactly what a fight is as well. You know, it's weird. Um, Even in sparring, you're saying that there's nerves. Mm. There's nerves in a dressing room before an actual fight. Yeah. It's just and these nerves will they will kill you if you let it. You've got to learn to to get get on top of them and almost make them work for you. Mm. But um, it's interesting where you, where you said about that that fear, boxing in a weird way just gets rid of it you know once you learn to harness those those feelings and like learning how to deal with all the nerves um i feel like it is such a good tool just for life is
2: it because you you having to make yourself so vulnerable is it because you're exposing yourself in sort of
0: maybe yeah you make you're nervous you feel vulnerable if you're on the back foot you know this guy's gonna punch your head off it's it's a weird it's a weird sensation it's weird
1: Funny you say that because I think that's a really big part of it as well. Because let's face it, through however many times you spar through your life, you will not win them all. There'll be some times where you'll have a torrid day. Yeah. And talk about vulnerability. There's nothing worse for, for a person than, than getting in a situation where you do terribly and you lose, especially in a fight scenario. Every man wants to consider himself mm-hmm. tough and all that. But it breaks you down. You go through that, you go through that vulnerability. And once you've been there, it gives you the confidence to oh, know going there is nothing. It's not losing. It's not, it's yeah. not like something you need to be ashamed of. You come back, you come back stronger. You're like you know, yeah. you go and train. You use that loss as a lesson. Or you use that like bad day as a lesson. You have your great days where you feel on top of the world. You feel invincible. <laughs> but Once you've been through that emotional sort of roller coaster, you've been in every part of it. Yeah. Nothing can really fade you after that. And I think that's what it does. That's where, that's where that sense of calm comes from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's again. Even talking about it now gets me. No, that's really sport.
2: That humility that yeah. you know you can just you can think of yourself as a man but be exposed to such a degree in that environment can s- stand you in such good stead i guess in every 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 walk of life
1: yeah it's I a, people bowl around just and uh, are scared of that they're scared of that vulnerability scared, scared, scared of showing it and i think that's, that's something that, that, that you know it holds you back it can, yeah it humbles you yeah, very
0: yeah. quickly if you' are yeah if you're not and it, it i think it also teaches you boxing's just a unique sport for me it's my favorite sport just everything it teaches you it it gives you life lessons it makes you have to work hard not cheat not cut corners or you'll get found out um and that part of it i think that's what just changes people as a whole it's that
2: honesty it's really honest yeah you just said it's honesty being honest with yourself yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. there's no as you say no cutting corners no cheating and so applying that to where, that's why I get so inspired by our boxers because you see how hard they work and you think fucking hell if I could just apply twenty percent of that to what I do mm. I mean you, you just it's another level of determination humility honesty yeah. and for very little reward a lot of the time as well so it's yeah I mean they are sort of an example to to how you can sort of yeah live your life and if you can apply that you can. Um, move on to a lot of a lot of better things i mean so just moving on from from why it went from you being interested in boxing and um, fighting a lot in the gyms and um, learning your craft was it always you mentioned how it was a dream was was it always did you actually always think that that could happen that you would take that step or is it more just something that's grown on you with age where You know you've got to a certain stage in your life and you're thinking what what really matters to me what what do i want to achieve what what's it where's it come
1: from you know what i don't know i can't really i don't think i did think it would happen to be honest i think it was something that i probably just saw as you know this is always going to be something i love and just that was it i love the training and just that you know that was that but i feel like the opportunity when i had more spare time on my hands and I always knew I didn't want to model I hey, hated that side, you know, I didn't like that job at all. So I was really quick to get out of that. And I just saw the opportunity there. Then as soon as I thought that's actually a possibility, yeah. I think that's when it really kicked in. And I was like, oh, I can actually do this in a bit of excitement. So I got a bit of excitement there and uh, and just started doing it. But yeah, I can't say that I thought that it would have, you know, you've asked me a year before, I went up Love Island, I probably would have never thought I was going to end up boxing. But I'm not saying a weird roundabout way, that shows give me the opportunity the spare time to, to to go and
0: give that a go now there's heavy rumors suggesting that you're going to be picked up by a boxer big rumors <laughs> you're gonna have to answer those <laughs> <soon. Yeah. laughs>
2: to be honest we got we've got in trouble for we've been we announced jack he's still going through you know his um assessments and this and that so there's a long process involved i'm sure you know yeah. better than anyone but um it's not something you can do lightly no. Um and so it's interesting i feel like we've we've sort of coerced you into sort of and saying something or <laughs> announcing something you're never going to be able to get out of it um but i know it's a it's a i know the, the process is a tough one even to just get your license but i think there's obviously authenticity in your story i think rio ferdinand got found out when he he tried and the, the board would have made great money off it you know through the license fees it was a high profile thing if yep. you remember. And they went through that whole process and he didn't get his licence. And I think that shows again, well, it's the integrity of the sport, isn't it? And uh you can't take the piss and why, you can't.
0: I can't remember the reason why he didn't
2: get it. I think oh, it was it? It I, I, I I think it was a lack of um sort of previous, you know, evidence that he was, you know, a boxing or sparring or yes, yeah, the okay. ability based thing because yeah. yes, he was taking seriously, yes, he was fit, yes, he was headstrong, but really was he a was he bo- a boxer? Had he, had he learned his craft?
1: You know, that's that's the funny thing with it, isn't it? Because you can have someone's a professional sportsman. Yeah, they're fit and they're strong and they're very physically able. But I think that's the difference between people looking at boxing as a fight. You know, everyone can get in and have a fight and do that. But boxing is something that's an art for. Yeah. And you get in with someone smaller than you if you don't know how to box, and all of a sudden they can. You'll realise just what what it what it actually means. How yeah. intricate the sort of movements are, and you can get picked apart. You can yeah. get hurt if you don't fully train hard yeah. you know, that's again something you learn in sparring I forget my first spar but absolutely not all over the place <laughs> I thought I was well strong and I thought I knew I could hit hard it was the first I was like yeah I'm going get in here and do this and just got battered <laughs> like, but that's it and I, I, respect to the board for looking at that and, and being like you know wh- there was money there to be made but they still turned away and said that's dangerous Yeah, I'm not going to do it and yeah. um, it shows, like you say,
0: the integrity of the sport and it was a good good move
1: it's, well, it's true. Because, I didn't watch him,
0: but I've never seen how, how good he was. But yeah. if you, if if you get turned down, and it's not because of some kind of condition, it's because of your lack of experience. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's show, protecting man. you. You know, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. this is a dangerous sport. You know, when it's all said and done, it is an art form, and it does teach you really good, valuable lessons. But it's also the probably one of the only sports where you make a mistake, yeah. and you can get seriously hurt. Um, so yeah don't play boxing you know it's just yeah it's not nice it's, it's at, really at the nice. same time
2: anyone that's willing to put themselves through it and go in that ring deserves a you know big oh, yeah, success and ma- big yeah massive respect. respect. Yeah. and so even the guys doing the white collar stuff and doing you know just to go through that process i think teaches teaches you a lot um but i guess yeah the pro game is just too dangerous it's, crazy. it's not for
0: everyone um Obviously, everyone knows you through Love Island. How did that come about? Did you apply? Did it? No.
1: Um, oh, it's a bit of a long story, really. But long story short, I was on a reality show in New York and I lived out there uh, about, I think it's probably
2: 20. Really? Sorry, you, you had a previous reality show that you I were... had.
1: A, I got poached on Facebook by Chat E4 for a show called Take in New York, and they approached me. They'd send me a cut kind of Facebook messages, and I said, well, you know, we didn't really get back to them. And they'd also sent my roommates some messages as well. They basically found out from someone in England that we lived out there. We were English. They wanted to make a show about English people living in America. Okay. And so they they kept sending us messages and hounding us. We said we didn't really want to do it, but then after they were really persistent, we kind of had a chance for I might be a laugh. So We'd done this show, and I had the worst experience. Ever. It was like structured reality, like uh, Towie, where you like hit your mark oh, no. and you say, it's not really scripted, but you're yeah. given prompts of what to talk yeah. about. It's all really weird. And they kind of tried to make me out. They had, they had me earmarked. I was single at the time. I was doing, you know, getting up to mischief. They had me earmarked as like the Spencer Matthews or like the the, <laughs> uh, the manslag. Kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was being at the time, but, you know, so I thought it'd all be fun and games. Um, and eventually, me and this producer, would come to loggerheads every single time we were shooting. I ended up walking off set most of the time because they're asking me to do and say things that even I wouldn't do, do and say. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're kind of and setting up like if I'd sort of been with taking a girl on a date, they'd ask me to talk to a girl in a bar and I'd be like, why? And then I'd start talking to them on camera and then they'd have the girl that I took on a date. Yes, they walk in and like set it up like Whoa, that. Make hey. me look like I'm just out, which I weren't. So anyway, long like that happened and ro- roll on four or five years, I'm back in London. I get this phone call on a Saturday or a Sunday, and it's that producer that I didn't get on with called Andy, and he's like, "James, it's Andy, I haven't heard from you in a while," yeah. and he goes, "Do you, I want you to come on Love Island on Monday?" It's so, like the next day or two days after. I can't remember how long this was, and I was just like, "Fuck, mate!" Like I, it, the idea of it sounded terrible to me, and this guy, my relationship, no, with him when, when, you, the best. when you say didn't you didn't to really. come in on no, Monday, no, I as plan. in go into the house on Monday, go into the villa. <laughs> Literally, that was the short notice I got. Um, and eventually, I was like, "Look, mate, what I think about?" It, I rang my dad up, and he loved the show, to the <laughs> TV champion. So he's like, "Oh, mate, do it, it'll be wicked." And I'm sitting there thinking, I told him I don't want to do it. And I told my mum I don't want to do it. They knew I weren't. I wasn't in a very good place at the time. I was a bit depressed, yeah. and I was going through some shit. Um, so I got. I was in Ireland at the time. I flew back home Sunday night. Went to bed. Woke up Monday morning. And I had so many missed calls on my phone, and they're like, "Listen, just." We've got a flight, come to Mallorca, worst case scenario, you get a little free holiday, but we just want to chat to you." So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, fine, I'll come to Mallorca, I'll a little free holiday. I turn up and they're trying to take my phone off me, trying to make me sign this contract, oh. and I'm like, guys, look, I was, you know, they're quite clever in what they yeah. do, very sort of persuasive. Um, and I was supposed to go in Monday night, me and Theo were supposed to walk in, and I said, no. So I didn't want to do it, I spoke to the on-site on, on psychologist. And I was telling her I didn't want to do it. She told them she doesn't recommend that I do it. Um, but because of this relationship I had with this guy, I did know him. Um, I've known him for a long time. He kind of turned up at my door the next morning when I refused to go in there to move us back a day. Everyone was sort of running around. They knocked on my door at seven in the morning. I asked him to book me a flight home and he just sat me down. He's like, Jamie, trying to like, talk yeah. me around. A couple of phone calls to my parents and stuff. And they were all convincing me. they like, this might be good for you. I might get you out of the rut you're in. And eventually I was just like, oh, dear, oh fuck it. I just gave me a phone, signed this contract. But you have to commit to it at that stage,
2: like, in, mentally. with your head the there?
1: No, I, it wasn't. I just thought, what's the worst going to happen? It was, it was only three weeks to the end. So I thought I'm just going to go in there, have a laugh, and that's it. I weren't expecting to find anybody like that. I knew I liked Camilla from watching it. Like, she was a bit... Okay, okay so you get, watched no, it before you went in. I'd, I was living with my parents at the time. I'd okay. moved back home yeah. in New York. I lived living with them. So I'd end up watching it with my dad and my mum and dad used to sit in there and say, like, she just reminds me of you, like the way she was, the stuff she talks about, stuff she was into. So I kind of knew I liked her, so when they'd ask me to pick the first three dates, she was the first one I picked and I ended up making her the third I actually had the date with. But um, but other than that, I didn't think I was going to end up with the girl, do you know what I mean? It was just like, she seemed a bit, you know, someone I could talk to in there and sort of a bit of common sort of ground with. And
0: then that was it. That's all she wrote, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a baby on the way, and I'm like well, that's, three yeah, years on. Do you know what? That's such a good advert for Love Island. Yeah. To yeah. be, to be, to be honest, because um I can't think of anyone else. One of the
2: few. Oh, in fact, yeah. no,
0: yeah, one of the few. There is a couple yeah. yeah. but as yeah, in, I
1: think there's, there's two other babies.
0: Yeah, but it's, it I is mean. like is I it? mean, I know it's reality TV. I know it's Love Island, but it, it's. It's many things when yeah, it, it, but it's a social experiment. It man. is, it <laughs> is. Weird. But you've gone in there and you've found love. You've literally yeah. found love, and um, so it, it can't, it can't have ended any better for, yeah. for you in a way, for Love Island, for everyone.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing uh, when I think of how crazy it is. It's like not only did it give me the family that I now have, um, it really did get me out of the rut I was in. It was like a, it was a strange thing because I was. Because when no, the way sort of depression I had, I was just sort of withdrawn and didn't really see my mates a lot and was a bit down. That's what was so daunting about going in there, really. Just like I'm not
2: i'd expose yourself, basically. Yeah, and yeah. have to go
1: in there and be all bubbly and that. But as soon as I walk through them doors, I you not know, you've got nothing else to care about than getting out of your bed and just chatting to people. I got my old personality back and I just sort of, and I felt happy quite quickly. um So it got me out there, right? Got family, and also it's given me the opportunity in the spare time to do the other love of my life, and that's boxing. Yeah. <laughs> so. When I think back to it, that little nervous me sitting in that—it uh, was a shipping container. Funny enough, that they put you in like, on on site. You Mate, the site's huge outside the villa. No way. i sitting in that little shipping container. I could have made that decision to to not go in there. And what turned the switch? Very what what
2: convinced you? Was it just you had nothing to lose? Was that?
1: You know, to be deadly honest, it was my family. Just speaking to them because they knew I weren't in a good way in New York. The reason I moved home, my brother was just getting uh, put away in prison like for a long time and I just sort of really went downhill. Mm-hmm. And it was them knowing the mindset I was in and I was in a real rut, like mm-hmm. really was down. And I could hear them when they were talking to me on the phone how much they really believed I should do it. And it kind of hit me then and I was like, you know what? It's, it's a little bit for them and a little bit for me and a little bit like it sort yeah. of brought me down a peg and thought, this might actually be, you know, it's an opportunity there. And I thought, if I leave this now, like, I'm back at home with my parents and yeah. back, sort of bringing them down a little bit because I sort of weren't, you know, I weren't really doing a lot for myself, so.
0: Love Island, them knowing kind of your mindset going into the house, did they make any, not concessions, but as in, were they more careful with you than they would have been with other people just in the way that they produce you? You know, when you're, you're, you're condensing a 24-hour day into a one-hour edit. It's easy to make things seem...
1: You know what? I, I think this is a common misconception about Love Island. I don't know what the, the seasons after me were like, but my one really wasn't... Well, at least we personally, I didn't feel very manipulated at all. There wasn't a lot. We, we barely ever asked to do anything. You never asked to say anything. <coughs>
2: Repeat it's conversations or...
1: That would only happen if... So say you go in the pool, you have to take your mic off. Cause okay. obviously okay. You get wet. <laughs> if you have a conversation that they can pick up slightly and it's something that they want to be on camera, they'd ask you just to repeat what you'd said. Never put words in your mouth or anything like that. Um so yeah, I you know, it is a really it's a caring process. They're not from you know, again, I can only speak from personal experience, but it was it yeah. was there was nothing there to worry about from that sense. Um yeah, I think that they're great, and they do. They've got a lot of care there for you afterwards. All the team are really <coughs> nice and really supportive while you're there. If you ever have any concerns, which you know we did along the way, you have little freakouts and stuff. Really, really good to you. So you know,
2: it's a daunting experience though. In a way, you know that you're going to be prime time. You know that every move is being watched. I mean, how was how that? We or did you just forget about everything once you were in?
1: I, yeah, bizarrely. There were so many of these little white cameras everywhere, like these little bubbles on the on the ceiling. You can see little cameras in the bushes. There's a weird thing for me, especially, because you could see them in your face so much, it made you forget about them quicker because they just became something. Whereas if you were like sitting there and having a chat and then you just glimpse over and there's that one camera or that cameraman shuffling around and there weren't cameras everywhere, you kind of be a little bit more wary, but because it doesn't sound like that makes sense, but it just kinda you just accept them straight away. And it really didn't. It kind of became just normal, like it, you know. And you just sort of settle into yourself, and yeah, it went. It's organic. Yeah, it is. It's organic. And like I said, I don't know if some people might go in there with a bit of. Some people may have different experiences when they go in and feel a bit more. You know, some people going with game plans. Some people going with this and that. And maybe the show's sort of changed, and maybe it's a bit different now. But it just seemed like a little bit like Big Brother. You just get in there. And you just go about
0: your daily life. And yeah. what's your what's unique about yours is the fact that most people apply for for Love Island. Most people want to go on there. They see it as an opportunity, whether it's you know fame or money thereafter. They had to really twist your arm to even get you in there. It's, that is like it's got to be one of the only times that will have happened.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how many people they they sort of headhunt, but um, but yeah, it. it it was a it it was weird yeah i just (laughs) Uh,
2: and then you came out and obviously your life's different what was was that something that was hard to deal with um you know when you initially came out or was that something you were kind of prepared for because of past experiences how was that for you
1: yeah i mean i'd sort of lived not a similar life I've done reality TV and that, but my modeling life was a bit unusual. The the you know the the, the job was a bit sporadic, bit unpredictable. So I've always sort of lived that sort of weird, weird lifestyle. So I kind of was used to it. plus I hadn't really thought about coming out and I came out with Camilla obviously, so I had someone else to sort of go through that experience with. So I found it it was it was rough to be honest. It was a lot of up and downs. I must say this is something I can I can resonate with when Jack Charles says about boxing, keeping them on the straight and narrow, because I will admit there's definitely a, a, a big pressure, not pressure, but there's a, something drawing you to, you can drink a lot, you're yeah. out a lot, you're yeah. in nightlife a lot, you're yeah. at these events where there's alcohol yeah. all the time, there's. it can be easy to overparty. it can be easy to sort yeah. of lose your weight. But...
2: That's what I've spoken to Jack about. That. Yeah. In terms of self-development as a person, it almost can stop it. Yeah, because yeah, you can just yeah. be like, "Oh fuck yeah. it! What what does anything matter?" Mm. And so he's gone in this like route. And yes, you might be making money, and yes, you might be doing all these things, but that discipline and that be all good factor about becoming better and doing better. I guess that's really hard to maintain in that in that environment.
1: Yeah, it really is. It really is. And
2: unless you come out and you know
1: exactly what your your goal is, it mm. can be very easy to get led astray. And I remember talking to Jack about that. And like I say, that's when I think as well, that was probably an element of why I I really dedicate myself to the gym because the first year it really did stop me from going out too much, partying too much, doing all this sort of stuff. So it's
2: just a sort of lost uh, in
1: routine and discipline and and you know, just kept me kept me australian era
0: as well so also helps when you come out with a girlfriend yeah yeah that exactly. helps because, I mean, yeah, you can't,
1: yeah. Exactly. this was together we would go out to events and stuff and it was just constant
2: that doesn't seem like couple. camilla would it, she, before she went in would was that something she would do would she go to nightclubs regularly like it, it didn't seem like that was her
1: um, sort
2: of environment or, or, or was she or was it all new to her
1: Um she i mean Everyone's got their, their while well, she was in uni, she sort of used to like a drink and stuff. So it's, it's a lot about Camilla Very nice. I mean. She's great fun, she loves yeah. you know, we used to always go out and have lovely dinners, go out for drinks and that. Yeah, she she's she's like and then you know, that just right became
2: now. that just became monotonous for you both and you just
1: Yeah that's
2: where boxing sort of started started to creep its way back in.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was just like I don't know, it's just something to really focus on. And and as well. I wasn't really that focused on the job itself it was not a lot i wanted to get out of it it was not like all the instagram advertising yeah. and that sort of stuff i didn't really like any of that <clears throat> didn't want to go and do presenting i didn't want to go and do yeah. i i found it very hard to think right i want to do that these are the steps i need to make to do that yeah apart from boxing so i've got that these are the steps i wanted i need to make I need to train every day i need to go and do this yeah. and then i started doing interviews and stuff and and, and podcasts and all that around boxing I just realised this is the route I want to go. Really, receiving, you
0: know, just just want to be in that. Industry.
2: Nice, nice to be around the sport and exactly. those type of people and yeah, people,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have a baby on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what you're having, boy, girl?
1: No, no, we're uh, keeping that a secret.
0: Yeah. Oh, not a secret. It's, it's a secret yeah. to you as well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. Lovely. Do Do you know what you want? Nah, I really couldn't, yeah. No, I'm Go have a boy. Go have a boy first.
1: <laughs> Teaching boxing. I mean, women's boxing's on the app. It's so strange when I talked about this, actually, with her, because it's something I'd love to have with my kid is this love for this sport. It's the same with my dad passed on to me, yeah. and I'd love to do the same. And I just had this vision in my head of me with the pads, and then when they're like two or three and like being yeah. little... And I really like that idea, but I guess, you know, I, I didn't know... It's a weird thing. I don't, you know, I know it's equality and everything and it's like, maybe I didn't know if I'd want my daughter to box. Yeah. I guess it's the wrong way to look at it. Like, is that it so is, you know yeah. Well, I've got
0: a son to, and but... a daughter. Both love boxing. <laughs> yeah. Um, So my son, I can't, I get him on the pads and stuff like that. He's five. Um, Southpaw as well. Decent. Oh. Decent backhand.
2: Someone to work. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> um, But then I'll look to my left and I'll see my daughter who's two years old with 16-ounce gloves on yeah. like trying to get involved as well. So... I mean, I think it changes when you become a parent. Yeah. Because you care more for the health and the yeah. well-being of your child. So you would hate, you'd almost, even if you're not squeamish, you'd end up screaming at the thought of them getting... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, getting walked it's, down and...
2: It's strange that there's some, I guess it's all about protecting, but there's a lot of mothers that would be so against even their son getting in the ring. Yeah, but it. actually, it's just like, it's the same in life, isn't it, really? If you protect them to the point where they can't, grow and develop you yeah. just sort of you're harming them without yeah. without realizing it yeah. and i think um people are coming around to that now yeah, that's
1: the thing with me i just think it's a protection thing i feel like i want to be really overprotective of a little girl if I a little yeah. little girl. whereas a little boy, a boy well, i am a boy i know what it is to yeah. a boy so i feel like that's all it was i felt bad for even thinking of it like why would i let her get into boxing but yeah. of course i would yeah but yeah it's just a strange thing it is yeah that, yeah, it's that like... idea sort of felt a little bit more uncomfortable yeah it shouldn't but it did yeah
0: Protectiveness, I guess yeah. that, that type <laughs> of that's how over daughters is why. Um, but yeah, I feel like boxing is like just something that brings families together. It brings, it, it, even if, even on the most surface level, when you just have, you know, people's families getting together to watch a big fight on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning or whatever it is, I feel like boxing has a much bigger impact in the world than a lot of people give it credit for. Mm. Um, I feel like it's, yeah. It, whether you're just watching it, whether you're training, it helps people mentally, physically, you can't, I don't, I don't even think there's anything fitter than a fight fit boxer. Oh, no. There's just, someone who's ready for a fight is just, just in just the most peak condition. Mm. Um, I just feel like it's just yeah, yeah. the perfect sport. It's brutal <laughs> it's brutal but i feel like life is, is brutal perfect. and
2: that's why boxing is. is the yeah. it's the best
1: place beautiful brutality it is I yeah must say the difference in what you guys are doing with ultimate boxer when we were talking about nerves and everything earlier i can't imagine i can imagine training really hard and going up for one fight against one opponent imagine the <laughs> amount of preparation and all the different things you have to work on you know if you're most of the time you would know who you're fighting if they were southpaw or orthodox yeah. what their sort of style was back foot front foot but you got to go and train and go in there and you don't actually know who you'll end up fighting depending on who's winning yeah. in in, in, the, in the tournament scenario
0: and you have to go and train for like what three fights on the night yeah. and then there's a change of rounds now as well in terms of in the in the final is now five rounds yeah,
2: yeah. that's that <laughs> just <laughs> that's the curve. No yeah let me I've spoken actually to fighters about this and they yeah. say that when they come out for the semi-final and the final, they're actually, they've got that initial buzz and adrenaline. They're nervous before the first fight, but then once once they sort of get into it, you know, they, there's less thinking time, sort of prime. They've been hit a few times already and they're ready to go. Um, but yeah, the next show is a three-round three semi-final, 5 rounds final, but it's only going to be a semi-final and a final. It's a super middleweight, event is kind of a bit of a higher standard or top 10 sort of fighters um and so um yeah that's I think that's more pandemic driven than oh, anything on okay. though. So, yeah. so many people, so many yeah. <laughs> people just, it's like the worst probably ultimate box is probably the worst pandemic sport yeah. you can fucking have with... would
0: would you not consider keeping it that way in terms of even if there was a quarter final creating something just a slightly different curveball for the final and having a different Around, so. yeah
2: we're working with the board a lot to work out what is exciting to a fan as well because i think that's important and uh for us we obviously on itv for the first time we'd like to make you know switch things up it's almost just combining that safety for the for the fighters with what yeah. fans are going to be interesting i mean we started just purely because we wanted this show to just be able to flash up on <clears throat> say an itv or a channel four and non-boxing fans be able to know what's going on and mm-hmm without knowing the fighters and things like that. And that's the the vision that we'll carry on going with and we'll see what the board allow us to do, I
1: guess. Um I think that's an interesting idea because I must say, from somebody who's a boxing fan, I I, I speak to people who aren't massive fans of boxing but they will watch the sport for the mm-hmm. big fights. And if a fight goes twelve rounds sometimes, your average Person that doesn't really watch a sport can find it a little bit boring. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not, I've always found if you're not into the skills, skill set and watching what's actually going on, sometimes it's hard to appreciate the longer fights. But a setup like you guys have got, it's intense, it's fast paced, it's almost like gladiatorial in a way where everyone goes and there's only one winner that comes out on top of everyone. So I can imagine that really giving, you know, your casual or your average fan or your average Joe yeah a real reason to be interested in this whether you're into the sport or not. yeah i think that's a clever that's a clever
2: twist i mean even for boxing fans though sometimes if you're not sure where the opponent's from or what country they picked him up from or what kind of caliber yeah. he is <laughs> then it can't i've watched some top-ranked cards sometimes and you know no, no disrespect but you know you don't even know if this fight is meant to be competitive or not and so it can and that that's when it can become tedious for even the most avid boxing fans but yeah no you're right it's it's almost just how can we make the spectacle more inclusive for more people and yeah it's a beautiful sport so it shouldn't it shouldn't exclude anyone
0: i feel like what it also does is makes a slightly more of an even playing field anyway so even if there is a fighter that has more pedigree than the other three the fact that it's only three rounds, yeah, yeah. it can still get flipped on his head if one of the guys sets a really fast pace that you yeah, weren't yeah. expecting. There's just yeah. so many variables, there. a
1: lot of variables, yeah.
0: Interesting between
1: the amateurs. That's the main difference between amateurs and pros, yeah. really, isn't it? Because amateurs are like a sprint and you can have, like like you said, it does even the playing field a little bit. So if you're not as, 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 what do you call it, experienced in that, you can just go in there like a whirlwind and throw your fists all yeah. stuff and just try and outwork the guy. Yeah. And yeah, so.
0: I've no I've noticed that over the years though, when um pro boxers have come back. I mean, you'll probably see it when pros come and spar at the amateur gyms, usually their own amateur gym that they grew up in. They end up just getting I've seen so many pro fighters come back and not get schooled by the amateurs, but certainly get put under big pressure just because whilst you're trying to yeah. slowly get into the fight as if it's a twelve round fight.
1: That's it. And then you'll find a pro as well if they wanna to... if an amateur asked to spar a pro, they will probably like that. Yeah, inspired. yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different sport.
2: Yeah, it it's a different sport. I think that's... Yeah, it's a definitely a different discipline. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. They are creating a kind of middle ground, I guess, with the WSB and where where things are beginning to go towards eight rounds, no head guards. And, so there, there is now a bit of a middle ground between amateur and, and pro, but it's still just worlds away. I feel like as soon as you turn over, um, so does your... Kind of your mentality on yeah, how no, you train
2: yeah it's not the business is so different the yeah. sport's so different yeah it's completely uh completely separate
1: yeah, that's a good idea for them i feel like the wsb probably was a good idea because i guess when people do turn over it is that lack of experience and, and realizing just how different the pro game is that kind of preps them a little bit better exactly you? like extending yeah. it
0: taking the head guards off making them go a little bit yeah. and kind of makes that transition a little bit easier definitely makes it a lot easier um How's lockdown been for you training wise? Ah, it's been good, mate. Because Christmas last year, the
1: missus has bought me a punch bag and oh. we just moved into this new house with a garage. So I slung that bad boy up. And um, as soon as we we're in lockdown, I just pop down in the garage for an hour each day, do some skipping, I'd get on the punch bag. So I really sort of made the most out of it. Really, really, really good. Going out on road runs as well. I gained a lot of weight, though. I, g- <laughs> yeah. I gained 10 kg. Yeah, lockdown, yeah. yeah, again. So I was, when I came out of Love Island, I was at 82 kilos and I went up to 103. Ooh, wow. so now I'm down about 97, 98. So I'm a significantly like, significantly bigger than I was then. But I think pre lockdown, was about 88 and I went up to 103, so
0: I'm 15k. So when, this, when the boxing season does resume and you manage to get a fight, what weight are you looking at?
1: Um, I probably amateur. I would like to try and get down to 85. Um, cruise cruiser. cruise weight, yeah I think 85, 90 it depends yeah. I think when I, since I've gained the weight I've been heavier for about two years so naturally because I've been carrying more weight and I've been training just to so I've built a bit of muscle under yeah. there so although there's a bit of softness covering it I yeah. think I've gained a bit of size so I'll cut down to when I'm lean and see what I weigh then
2: yeah. if it's, if it's how tall are you? 6'3 really?
1: Yeah. just about a
2: lot taller than uh nice expensive. Yeah. It's, it's perfect for it's a, a, a big cruiser, boy yeah. Yeah. yeah he is a big you, you boy you yeah. could be coming for tommy fury or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's yeah. Like yeah. isn't he, he isn't he is like heavyweight
0: yeah, yeah. But he's he's not, no also. but i mean he's
2: his head he's a big boy the
0: thing is you know i feel like age does have something to do with it as well it's like yeah. you get on the other side of 28 and like the weight just comes on even you can't even see it but you're just heavier on the scale for some reason yeah yeah when you're 22 23 it's like you can be a giant yeah. And you look on the scale; it says seventy-five kg. Yeah. I don't know how it does it, but as soon
1: as I turn thirty, I just feel heavier. No, yeah. I was heavy, but you know, your bones and your joints and everything—everything everything just feels like it's carrying more weight. Yeah,
2: and that, this is the time that you want to turn pro. Yeah, I
1: know, mate. It's good though. <laughs> it <laughs> isn't it? yeah. At least yeah. you have got man strength. Yeah, exactly. I think this is one of them things. It's now or never in it, so it's like I'm putting myself through. I'll be fine.
0: What do you want to achieve in boxing? There any is there any goal you've got in your head um
1: i mean if i could go and win a domestic title i'll be over the moon yeah um but like i said i'm gonna gauge it and it's it serious that's, yeah that's, yeah yeah i mean we'll see but it, i don't want to go in there and not have any ambition yeah. otherwise'm a motivational sort of dip and and it's something like i say i'm going to give it 100 um i know what i'm capable of um, and we'll just see how that goes. But it's... Um... There'll
2: be boxes eyeing you up knowing that, you know, you get oh, a bit no, of a name. A, name, a, name a big name on
1: my record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, we'll see.
2: Any, any other points you wanted to touch on? Or I think we'll be having a conversation if you want to be going for a domestic title. Um, <laughs> but no, that's... It's, it's good, it's impressive. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching your journey. Um, be an exciting one, a s- scary one as well. So, um, impressive. And uh, thank you for coming, I guess. Thank you very it's much. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, It's, it's been, been a very really.
0: good conversation. I feel like we'll have to get you back on it. Yeah,
1: yeah, boys, love to We'll have to we get a, you
2: to a show as well. We you're be- a pundit for yeah. Jack,
0: mate. Get me in there. <laughs> yeah, you might need spar upon it for Jack. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's funny training with Jack down. Amigos get say we spar, but we oh, you're right? never... you at the same, yeah, man, I was there. Okay. I know Jack's moved on
2: to Richard, yeah. Oh, Hey, yeah, and Archie's there as Archie, well. Yeah, so, yeah, you, no, you no, he's good. it's
0: a good setup, good sparring down there. Yeah, I man. Oh, wow. Yes, boys. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that.